0: Hi, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Welcome to Gap Chat, where we interview our fellow gappers about how they are taking charge of their year. Today, we are bringing on a future Harvard 2025 classmate, Emma Hughes. Hi, Emma. Hi. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Um, Would you mind starting by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Emma. I'm from um, central Massachusetts, not the interesting part of Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> uh, I went to a really small high school, so the opportunities were kind of limited to more rural type things. Um, so I, I, I participated in sports and stuff like that. But I also um, really found like my niche in like education um, act- advocacy. Um, so uh-huh. I was on a couple of like, school councils, as well as like regional and state councils for Massachusetts Board of Education. I'm spending my gap year kind of doing like a little bit of an amalgamation of things. I'm currently working as a teacher in a middle school, but I've also spent some time working in my local government and just trying to like find spare time to focus on some
2: of my hobbies. So can you expand on that education advocacy that you did in high school?
1: Yeah. So I, I worked as an intern for my Massachusetts state representative, and I got to do research on um, education statistics and accountability metrics in my local area. So I really got to understand like the educational issues affecting my towns and the towns surrounding me um, to see how not only my experience was like indicative of the experiences of the people within the entire congressional district, but also how that like relates to the problems that the state as a whole and the country as a whole are facing.
0: Do you feel like it changed your perspective going from a student perspective into one looking from the outside in.
1: Yeah, definitely. I gained a lot of like um experience in knowing how more government works in relation to education rather than just from a student's perspective because I was working on like um presenting data in a way that can be presented on the house floor in Massachusetts, which you can't say, oh, I'm a student and I do this every day in class, because that's like a story. You have to like present hard numbers to, and you have to find the right metrics to tell the story that you would otherwise tell in anecdotes.
0: I gotta say, you seem like kind of an expert nowadays on how schools should run. I hear for your gap year that you're actually teaching in one of the classes.
1: I am. So I'm working at a local school, not the school I went to, but um, one a couple towns over. I'm teaching sixth grade science. So the regular sixth grade science teacher, she's on maternity leave right now. So I've been there since the first week of December, and I'm going to be there until the middle of February when she comes back. So I've been working with sixth graders in a remote and in person setting.
0: How, how do you handle it?
1: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm working my way through it. Um, They're really funny. And I think that that's something that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be like them to be like little machines who need to like memorize the moon phases. But they're like funny little kids. And it's <laughs> fun to listen to them talk to each other and like talk to them. Because getting to know them in person definitely helps with getting them to engage for the online days as well. So it's been a struggle, especially with the hybrid model. It's It's hard, but I like it. I like the kids.
2: So... COVID obviously like is affecting like a, a everything about this job probably. Yeah. Can you talk about how you and your school are grappling with it?
1: So the school that I'm teaching at is working in a hybrid model right now. So we have two cohorts, A and B. On Monday, I see cohort A in person and B is online. And then it flip-flops on Thursday, Friday. Um, so we're still getting that time on learning in, which is good. These kids, like they need that engagement but it's really hard to keep them engaged when they're at home, when their cohorts at home rather than in school. And I find that like those days when they're at home have been used kind of as filler days just to Mm -hmm. get the time on learning requirement and not to actually like get the material in. So things take twice as long to teach. So it's, it's interesting, but um, on a positive note, the kids are really good about COVID precaution. They um, (laughs) they're like, uh, their own moderators, like if one of their <laughs> peers isn't wearing a mask, you'll never hear the end of it. I'm going to be like, put your mask back on, wear your mask. We're in a pandemic <laughs> um, or like of recent, they've been like, we're in a panoramic, <laughs> we're in a cascato. So they change up the word for pandemic because that's like, these days. but uh, they take it seriously and they're good about keeping their distance and stuff like that. Um, so I applaud them for that. They're good. <laughs>
0: What have you found works for improving engagement when people are online?
1: I find that having like fun assignments to do, like instead of giving them like uh, questions like, what is this moon phase? What types of eclipse is this? I try to format them in a way that's like, if you could see an eclipse, which one would you choose and why? And make it about like their own opinions or like mm. uh, ask them like fun trivia questions and show the data from like the class polls at the end of the week just to like make them like more inclined to actually do the work, because um, it's not about them like doing the work well, but it's just about getting them to sit down at the computer and start it.
0: Right, and people learn so much more when they take a personal invested interest in it. So
1: That's the idea.
0: Are you guys working on the moon right now?
1: Yes, so we um, are wrapping up our unit on moon phases and eclipses. and so after this we're going to learn about the tides and like the surface of the moon, and then we're going to move on to Earth science.
0: Sounds like such a fun class.
1: It's pretty fun. I'm like, I don't think I ever learned the phases of the moon. Like I might have memorized them for a quiz, but now I've got that. Like I could look up in the sky and tell you right now. I think we're seeing a waning crescent.
2: For people who are looking for something to do on their gap year right now, can people audit uh, your it's class? Audit my sixth grade science class.
1: <laughs> um, I'll I'll send the uh, Google Classroom code so you guys can put it in the- <laughs> <laughs> link in the link in the description.
2: Note, I don't think it's in the description.
1: <laughs> uh, don't want to spend any false information.
2: I guess one other question I have is so you are probably one of the very few people like RH who has like experience like on the other end of like virtual teaching. So is there anything you'd say to like people who are in virtual school right now about like how they can help their teachers? <laughs>
1: I mean, um, aside from actually like sitting down and making sure you're doing all the work and stuff, um, it's really fun when you're like on a call and the students are like doing their little TikTok dances and their little squares. Cause I have that happen a lot. <laughs> Just like things like that to like show your humanity through the computer screen is really reassuring. If you're like doing like a little dance every time that someone says full moon, because that's your favorite moon phase, like, okay, Natalie, go off. <laughs>
0: Emma, are you more interested in in following education along this line as a teacher, or are you more interested in working on education reform on the government level? Mm.
1: Uh, that is a really good question. If you know the answer to that, please let me know.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, my interests definitely lie in education. I don't know if that, um, definitely higher education because I don't see myself like working in a middle school for the rest of my life. I just, I can't do that. Um, I would much rather teach older students. So like, college age students. So I don't know if I want to go into like academia or if I do want to follow the route of like um, getting that doctorate in education or like education leadership and then going on to uh, ed reform. I'm not quite sure yet, but whatever I do, I think I will probably end up somewhere related to education.
2: Yeah, that's definitely something that we could use right now. So what are you planning on maturing in for a future in education?
1: So the answer to this question um, is they don't have an education major at Harvard. There's no major that you choose if you want to be a teacher. There is like a certificate program that they'll hook you up with if you want to get certified to be a teacher, but it's not a major. Um, But there is a newly revamped education secondary. um, Mm. And it's not really focused on teaching. It's focused on like education policy and stuff like that. So you can actually take courses at both like the law school and um, the graduate school of education um in the secondary, so it counts so you can like like get to know like actual grad students who have worked in the education field um while you're still an undergrad, so I'll probably throw that on as a secondary, but I think my major or concentration is <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for either English or hist and lit. yeah because I like to read.
0: Are you glad that you took a gap year?
1: I definitely have gone back and forth on whether I think that the gap year is like the best decision I could have made. Obviously, I'm glad that I didn't subject myself to a year of online learning. Um, But sometimes I'm faced with like the, oh, I'm being really unproductive. And how do I define my self-worth without productivity? Um, So (laughs) that's something that makes me question my decision. But most of the time, I'm pretty good because like making money kind of makes up for the fact that I'm feeling unproductive because (laughs) of capitalism. Um, so,
0: you know, you've been getting a lot done. I mean, you're, you said you're teaching, you've worked with the government. Oh my gosh, we didn't even touch on what you've done this year with the government. Was that, what was that work you were doing with the government?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I worked at the town over, I worked at their town hall. I was the town intern they had me doing such weird jobs. Like I did a cyclical assessment, which means that I took like a clipboard and walked around the entire streets of like one of the neighborhoods. And I like knocked on people's doors and I asked them like, hi, have you built anything new here in the past six years? If so, can I measure it with this tape measure I have?
2: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yeah. And I did this all during COVID. So I was like, hi, please put your mask on so I can measure <laughs> your new edition, please. Thank you. Um, so that was interesting. But the most weird, the weirdest thing that I did for the town was when I was working for the DPW, the highway barn. And they had me take this tool and it's, it's like you're walking a dog, but instead of a dog, it's a wheel and it counts how far you walk. So it was like a pedometer, but like on a wheel. And so they had me use this to measure roads. (laughs) Uh, So I would walk all the way down a road and then jot down how long it was so that they could add the road to their like uh state funding road lengths. So the long, the more mileage of road you have, the more money you get. So I measured like 26 miles of road. <laughs> oh my God. So they get like $80,000 per year more than what they were getting. And they paid me 1275 to do it. It's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I measured roads for like a month. It was an obscure job.
0: So we got over your... official work for being a teacher and working for the government but you're also you also said you're pursuing a lot of hobbies right
1: yes um my hobbies mostly include reading um i do a lot of that and then i also journaled every day since june june to december 31st i've given it up in this new year Um, usually you pick up new hobbies in the new year no i'm getting rid of hobbies Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm also like super into music i like to play my guitar and sing So I do a lot of that, Um, even if it's just like singing, like all of Taylor Swift's new songs to my mom, you know, that's what I do. I do it a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that's what I do for hobbies.
2: Well, this brings us to usually our last question, which is about advice or thoughts you've collected about your gap year that you want to share with uh, people who are thinking about taking one.
1: I think that what I would say to people who are currently taking a gap year is that you should definitely try to disassociate your self-worth with your level of productivity. I've definitely struggled with this. Like there was a period of time where I wasn't working and my sleep schedule got really off. So I was waking up at like one o'clock in the afternoon every day. And I felt like so bad about myself. I'm like, wow, I'm wasting my year because I'm not making money. I'm not learning anything new I'm not doing all this I'm just doing things I enjoy like reading or playing my music and stuff like that um so what I really just had to like kind of program my brain to do or like what I kept writing over and over in my silly little journal was like Mm -hmm. stop defining yourself by these things that you've been told are productive even though these productive things aren't what you enjoy because doing things you enjoy is inherently productive Mm -hmm. that is what I would say just realizing that the things that you want to do are the things you're meant to be doing
2: on this year off. Well, Emma, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: And thank you for listening to Gap Chat. This episode was made possible by Gambling on the Horses, a steady source of income in these unprecedented times. As always, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Stay tuned for new episodes every Saturday.